everyone. This is Chef Kristen, your host, and thank you for tuning into the Daily Delights podcast. Uh, so today we will actually be discussing how to properly use a slow cooker. So I know it's getting cold out. It's definitely the fall season now. And a lot of people this time of year like to make a lot of stews or soups or just kind of, you know, some kids play football and fall sports or, you know, what have you. And so a lot of people like to kind of get their meals prepped and ready to go. They like to make the things into in their slow cooker. I'm sorry. And so uh, usually I get a few people every year that are like, how is it that you actually make a meal in a slow cooker? I feel like I'm adding too much water or sometimes my protein doesn't come out right. It's still my potatoes might still be raw, you know, whatever the case may be. So we have I have comprised a kind of a to do and a not to do list that should kind of cover all the basis on how to use a slow cooker in a more generalized way because again you can use a slow cooker for many things whether it be an actual entire meal whether it's dessert whether it's something savory it's a soup it's a stew so the list is a kind of a general idea as to you know what you should do or how you should use a slow cooker while you're cooking so let's start off with our to do list so you want to be sure that you're going to use at least uh, one third less liquid when you're cooking, especially uh, when you're cooking with uh, meats. I'm sorry, my train of thought. So it's important to use one less third of liquid liquid when you're cooking. That way, you know, especially like if it, and when I what I mean by saying especially for meats is like so say for instance you want to do a pot roast and your slow cooker so sometimes some people might advise you to you know brown your meats and this that, and the other first and then put it in the slow cooker but I mean the slow cooker is an actual cooker like it's just going to obviously what it sounds like cook your food more slowly so you can literally put your meats and the vegetables and everything in there raw and it cooks it for you so when you're using you know, like a pot roast, for instance, you want to use one less third of, you know, liquid for whatever your recipe calls for, because then your meat actually has time to brown and, you know, caramelizes a little bit, a little. And then you also get some of those that flavoring in the food as opposed to, you know, you put everything in there and then you have so much water in, and then now everything's kind of watered down. It doesn't really have that nice, rich, deep, um, I guess, for lack of a better word or term, that iron that you need or that taste um, from from the meat that you would actually want. Also, you want to keep your vegetables a good size. Kind of keep them chunky for like potatoes, your onions, your carrots, your root vegetables. That way they hold their integrity. Meaning, um, if you've ever used a slow cooker and then you've diced your uh, vegetables or your root vegetables too small and then now um, they kind of come out mushy or like sometimes like your potatoes get mushy or the celery is kind of like falling apart and same thing with like your carrots that type of thing you want to be able to that's what I mean by keeping the integrity if you keep them a nice size when they cook down they won't be you know mushy and falling apart and you know gross that type of thing also keep a slurry or a roux on the side for thickening up your sauce if need be so a roux is you take butter you kind of you know put, put your butter in a pan and it's uh, literally it's in layman's terms it's like kind of cooking flour and so when you do so like i said you put the butter in the uh pan and 
let it get hot and you start to little by little add the flour and you mix it in it while mix, using a whisk or spoon whatever what have you um and you're mixing it as you're adding the flour in so that way it begins to brown and it almost kind of gives off like the aroma is like a nutty um literally like it's like a nutty type of smell it smells really good actually but um also too the longer you cook your roux or the flour and butter uh, combination, the longer you cook it, the darker your roux will become. So if you want your sauce to be darker, say like you're making like a cream of crab soup in the crock pot, then you know what I'm saying, you might not wanna make cook your roux as long. You might wanna just cook it to the point where it starts to get that nutty aroma because that's how you know when a roux is done. When it starts getting that nutty aroma is when your roux is cooked, when it's finished. Um, so yeah, when you, if you're doing like a cream of crab soup in the slow cooker, you kinda wanna, leave it where it's kind of where it's just being done cooking otherwise you know your sauce you know that cream base is going to be more brown dark brown than a light brown and so those of you who don't know what a slurry is a slurry is the same concept as a roux it's just a different technique so a slurry uses either uh, cornstarch or flour and you just take it and literally mix it with whatever liquid it could be water it could be uh, stock whatever just mix it and it almost looks like a pasty white uh well not even pasty that's the wrong term it looks like a frothy i guess white mixture and you can literally you don't have to cook that you just pour it into you know whatever your recipe is or into the slow cooker and so to be honest with you um the slurry or the roux you could use either one but my preference a slurry would be more of for so i would prefer to use a slurry for something that's more of like a um broth based something if it's something that has a sauce i'd rather use a roux because i mean even once you cook the roux you can still add little by little to whatever your um whatever your it is that you're cooking i'm sorry y'all Whatever it is that you're cooking, however, you have to be sure to mix it in. Whereas with the slurry, it just is literally just a thickening agent. So you can kind of just pour that in and eventually mix it whenever. And it just literally thickens up the uh, broth or the, I guess, yeah, when it's broth based. With the roux, you kind of have to be sure to mix it in because it's more pasty. It's thicker. So, again, like I said, keep a slurry or roux on the side to thicken your sauce if need be. Also, a slow cooker cooks slow and evenly. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, you can keep it for, you can keep it cooking for a few hours at a time if you need to, you know, be away from home or even if you're like in the house and you're doing something, you don't have to, it's not like it's a pot. So you don't have to stand over it and watch it and make sure it doesn't boil over and all of that. It cooks evenly like an oven does, but it cooks slowly. So, you know, it's going to take time. All types. All types of things can be cooked in a slow cooker besides, you know, soups and stews, like I said before, or mentioned before. You can make an entire meal. You can make something on the savory side. You can make, you know, desserts or something more on the sweeter side. You can even use it, you know, just to make your sauce, you know, or if you're making like a stock, like say literally you want to make like a seafood stock. You take all your shells and everything, put it in there, add your water, add your, uh, meat whatever your meat and process is or you know um 
just throw it all in the pot and literally let it go. It can make your stock and it'll just, you know, kind of pull the nutrients and the ingredients and everything, pull it out very slowly and cook it slowly and evenly. So, you know, you're not just restricted to soups and stews or, you know, a stock or sauce or whatever. You can literally use a slow cooker to cook almost just about any and everything. And then also be sure to keep size in mind. The size of the recipe, the proteins, and the slow cooker are going to kind of determine how, you know, literally your meal comes out. So what I mean by that is the size of the recipe is going to make a difference because you need to know, you know, how big or small the recipe is, which is going to depend on also the size of your slow cooker. You can't have a recipe that's so huge that it won't fit in your slow cooker or so small that it's almost like, well, what's the point in even putting it in the slow cooker? Same thing with the proteins. Like if you're putting in a roast or a big cut of whatever your protein may be, big cut of meat, it can't be so big that it doesn't actually cook in the slow cooker or be too small that it's like, by the time you put the rest of your ingredients in, it's breaking down and it's like little to no, no protein left um, in the slow cooker. Um, also, do not overfill. Again, I'm going to say it again. Do not overfl- overfill your slow cooker. So usually you're going to use about two thirds, um, fill it about two thirds of the way. Um, and that can, again, depend on the size or of your slow cooker, which is going to be determined by the maker and the model. Some slow cookers are larger than others. Some slow cookers are actually size different. Some come more of an, in an oval shape. I've seen some in a uh, rectangular shape. I've seen some in an oval shape. You know, I've seen some that were kind of like buffet style and came with like little, it was literally like, like, I don't know how to describe it, like a buffet. So you have three different containers but it's all in one actual slow cooker so i mean literally when it comes to this size does matter so again keep in mind the size of the slow cooker the size of your protein and the size of your recipe again pay attention to me and listen very clearly keep the lid on you know i know you all are going to be tempted to look and you know it's going to be one of those situations of, oh, what does it look like? Is it cooking? Is it cooking fast enough? It's a slow cooker, so it's going to cook your food slowly. Just because you see, you know, the steam beads bubbling up on or building up on the top of the lid on the inside does not mean you need to lift the lid off, look in, kind of poke around to see what's going on. Leave the lid on. In the words of that famous band, let it be. Leave it alone. <laughs> let it be. Keep the lid on. Uh, also, You want to make sure that you prep. You can prep just like you prep with any other meal, whether you're cooking it in the oven or on the stovetop or on the grill or whatever the case may be. You can prep your food, you know, in advance if you like when you're using a slow cooker as well. And then remember to season. Just, you know, it's just as important to season your food in the slow cooker as it is when you're cooking it any other type of way. And, you know, to me, it's more important because, you know, you have the liquid and that, you know, that moisture aspect of things when you're talking about cooking in a slow cooker. So what you don't want to happen is, okay, you have everything set. You got your flavors from your ingredients. You have the whatever your liquid is. But then it's like once you get it out and you've waited all this time for it to cook, now it tastes like absolute nothing or like, okay, it's good, but hey, it's missing this ingredient or even the basic salt and pepper. Don't forget to season your food just because you're putting it in a slow cooker. Also, keep temperature in mind, especially if, 
your recipes require a long slow a uh, long slow cook I'm sorry or if you are you know even gonna be away for a couple of hours I know a lot of people tend to you know they'll put their stuff in in the morning and then they'll head out to work you know that's what a, what a slow cooker is good for or even if like I said you're cleaning up around the house or doing other things around the house or if you you know want to have whatever made and use it for you know like you want to put the slow cooker on that night and in the morning it'd be done it's good you know for that type of thing but pay, make sure you pay attention to the time that you have on um the slow cooker i've literally seen some slow cookers that have temperature wise like as far as degree temperatures or i've seen slow cookers that have just a high and low setting and then every slow cooker has a keep warm so that's another great thing about a slow cooker so just because you know you've cooked it and whatever you've turned it off you know, just like an oven, you turn the oven off and the oven can start to cool down. And then you pull, you know, you pull whatever out of the oven and that starts to cool down. One of the great features about a slow cooker is you don't have to necessarily turn the slow cooker off until you're ready to turn it off and put it away and be done with it. You can literally keep it on, cook, keep warm. It won't continue to cook your food, but it will keep it warm for you. So that way you can just serve it right out of the um, slow cooker. So, um, one of the other features or aspects um, to think about when you're using a slow cooker is, you know, you have the actual cooking device, but then there's a actually usually well nine times out of ten it's a ceramic bowl or pot if you want to call it that you put the ingredients in. So once you're done cooking it, you can literally take that ceramic pot out and you know just once everything's cooled down you can store it in your refrigerator or you know you can if you want to serve it you know say maybe in the middle of the table you could put a nice little whatever towel down or some type of something to keep the actual slow cooker pot from the surface of your table you have some type of barrier there and you can put the slow cooker right on top of whatever the barrier is that you've kind of created whether it be whatever I have no clue a towel whatever um and literally you can serve your meal or the dish from right from the slow cooker so now we're going to start kind of going into the stay away from or the do not list the do not do list I'm sorry so number one on the list is no matter what do not cook past the time your recipe calls for so one not only does it kind of ruin your meal because it's cooking it and breaking everything down and those enzymes and all of that good stuff down that don't need to be broken down Two is actually you know creating uh i guess growth potential for bacteria because now you're in that danger zone of it being able to go past a certain temperature that is not supposed to go past which is 180 degrees and now you're in that danger zone so now your food you can end up with all types of bacteria growing inside of your food and then you're wondering why well you know it looked good none of the meat or anything like that was bad now my stomach hurts and I wonder why you know another thing to think about um, and as far as the aspect of making sure that you don't cook past the cook time that your recipe calls for is you don't want to overcook your overcook your dish. You know, that can something like that can ruin a dish. You can overcook things and then it's like everything's thrown completely off. So the next thing is do not add your dairy products too soon. If your recipe calls for dairy products, do not add them too soon because doing so can potentially make them curdle. So nobody wants, you know, soup 
that or a dish that has cream or milk or whatever the case may be in it and then or even egg whatever and then next thing you know it's like gross and curdled and it's just and then you got to try to you know it's no picking out the bits and you know the curds and all that it just throws everything off it's gross ruins your meal yet again also not considering your ingredients can be very harmful so not considering the ingredients can result in uncooked proteins vegetables your finished product so it is a result it's literally the complete opposite of you know cooking past the cook time not considering your ingredients whether it be the actual ingredient itself the size of the ingredient whatever can end up you know, making sure that things are, as opposed to overcooked, they'll be undercooked, they'll be raw, or, you know, just still not, you know, at the proper te- uh, temperature, cook, texture, any of that, and again, that throws it off, and then, you know, last but not least, make sure, again, that you take into consideration when to add your herbs, because some herbs, like your rosemary, um, what else, uh, probably not basil but like rosemary thyme uh lemongrass even you know that type of thing can tend to make your food bitter if you don't add them at the proper time say you add them at the end and then you know the meat or something could be browning and then now you uh you know literally have like a bitter tasting food so all these things you just want to kind of stay away from and make sure you don't do them when you're using a slow cooker and so with that being said thank you yet again for tuning into the daily delights podcast hopefully what we've discussed today and the tips that we've given you will be beneficial to you and be things that you're able to remember when you're using your slow cooker if not obviously refer back to this episode um also Uh, For future reference or if you want to get caught up on any of our past episodes on the podcast, feel free to subscribe to us on any podcast platform and you're just going to type in the title Daily Delights or you can tune in online at Anchor FM and listen uh just look for or search chef hyphen kristen so the actual website itself is anchor.fm backslash chef hyphen kristen so that's a-n-c-h-o-r dot f-m backslash c-h-e-f hyphen k-h-r-y-s-t-y-n uh, also, feel free to share the podcast episodes, share them with your friends, your family members, whoever. Again, like I said in the in a latter podcast episode, I really want to be able to generate and co- create in a, um, a community so that, you know, other chefs or home cooks or home chefs, whatever have you, you know, just people that are like minded and have an interest in food and are lovers of food, you know your foodie friends, whoever, you know, share it with them. Let's create a community where we can, you know, feed off of each other. We can give each other, you know, that support and uplift each other when we need to give constructive criticism because that's always a good thing. I don't care where you are in your cooking journey, whether you're a professional or not, like constructive criticism is always a great thing. Also, you know, we can kind of give tips and you know just commentary just any and everything so don't be afraid to share with your friends and family members and then also just remember that you can tune in every tuesday at 5 30 p.m and that is eastern standard time for a new episode of the daily delights podcast and then um also feel free to follow us on 
Instagram, and that is at Our Daily Delights. So that is at O-U-R-D-A-I-L-Y-D-E-L-I-G-H-T-S. And you all have a great week, and we'll speak to you next Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.